Hello, everyone, and thanks for coming back to World Forge. World Forge is a podcast by creators and for creators, where we use random prompts to invent just about anything you can imagine. Together, we'll make heroes and villains, ancient monsters and magical cities, and our hope is that we can inspire all the other creators and storytellers out there listening to do the same. So without any further ado, I'm Piper. And I'm Sam. And welcome to World Forge. Stop right there, criminal scum. You're under arrest. Just kidding. You're not. You're here with yeah. us, listening to World Forge. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey. Happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our show, World Forge, where we don't arrest you. Uh, we create fun stories and things for you to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got, <laughs> in case the uh, little intro there wasn't, uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe that told you something about what the podcast is going to be about this week. Um, you can you can guess. You've got about 30 seconds probably to guess uh, before we announce it. But before we announce what our topic is this week, Piper, mm-hmm. uh, we have a very special guest to announce here. A return guest. Yes. One of our favorites. All time. Yeah. Long time friend of me. Recent friend of Sam. Maya Parker. What's up? <laughs> Hey, what's up? Hey, Maya. I'm back. Thanks yes. for coming back. Guess who's back? It's you. Um, in case people don't remember um, or didn't catch it, Maya was one of the um, choice uh, guests that we had on our Harry Potter uh, Houses episode, one of our best, uh, in my opinion, I we've ever recorded. Oh my gosh. Also legitimately like one of our top five muscles in two episodes. That's when not surprising. I, whenever, we, whenever we talk about Harry Potter... Uh, it kind of pops off <laughs> the analytics. I, I, sometimes we roast Harry Potter. Sometimes we say good things. It legitimately doesn't seem to matter as long as we mention Harry Potter. It's good for our analytics. Well, I mean, you use the hashtags and people follow it, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Maya, in case people didn't catch you last time, uh, who are you? What are you? Why are you? Oh, boy. Where well, are you? Today, I'm a little pirate boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say earlier, I asked your permission. I was like, can I tell everyone about how you look like an adorable pirate I right do. now? I don't know why or how this happened, but I love that this is my thing today. Mm-hmm. It's great. And for the past week, honestly, loving a beanie. Um, yeah. I am Piper's longtime friend. We've known each other... Since 2006. Yes, 2006. And my short time time. friend. We haven't been friends very long. I don't know. I feel like we've been (laughs) friends for a very long time. At least since 2015, 14. I feel pretty freaking good. That's good. That's true. I mean, I'm glad to hear you say that. I felt like we were officially friends when you walked in the door to come and record this podcast with us. That was like the threshold. Yeah. That's like an insult. (laughs) You've been friends way longer. bad because I was holding a bag of chips over my face. (laughs) Now I'm a little offended. Uh, Fair enough. No, that's not true at all. Uh, we're we're good friends as well, listeners. It was yeah. just a joke. We're uh, all friends here. <laughs> but uh, where can people find you if people want to see uh, more of your japes and jives? Oh man, probably just Twitter. Yeah. Oh, fro cute. That's <laughs> uh, on everything. If you really want to find me, it's a Minnesota joke, <laughs> and because I have extremely curly hair. It's bad. I'm sorry. It's I'm all sorry good. For sure. No, that was an eight joke. Oh my gosh, own it. Uh, but you've been like Ofro sure. cute for like forever, right? Yeah. Though, yeah, since the inception of Twitter, like 
Well, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. one of those things that just kind of sticks with you. Like, I've been box jelly since <laughs> 2007. And, like, what yeah. does that yeah. mean? Like, no, it's just, like, words, right? It's not yeah. nonsense. Yeah. No, it's I... jellyfish, right? Exactly, Maya. Well, okay, exactly. I no, I am... Yeah. Okay, I didn't even realize that. Sam. Wow, you gotta put two Read and two together. Uh, yeah, zoo books, seriously. Okay, Let's get on. It's funny you'd say that because I literally have three copies of every <laughs> single zoo book. I had a zoo books membership <laughs> for literally, like, 15 years. That's hilarious because I did not. ran out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, okay, I was so into jellyfish when I was little, and um, I thought it was really clever one day when I was doodling uh, during a history class that I drew, like, a, because um, it was when you couldn't really draw, and you were like, I'm good at drawing, and you drew that three-dimensional <laughs> looking cube, like, I drew that, and then I drew tentacles coming out the, from the bottom that of it. three-dimensional looking cube, you mean a cube? A cube, exactly, <laughs> yes. Well, I can see some idiot drawing a cube that's not three-dimensional, so. You mean a square? A square. <laughs> So and I d- that's been Piper's art history lesson. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, yes uh, buy my book. It's on Amazon now. <laughs> it's called Me Weeping it's, in a Corner. <laughs> it's called It's a Square, You Idiot. <laughs> oh my god. No, but I drew a cube and I drew tentacles coming out from the bottom of it. And I'm like, a box jellyfish is a real thing. I love jellyfish. That's my new like handle. That's me. I'm box jelly. And this was before Minecraft had gas, which is just a big square cubic jellyfish. So, gotcha. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Maya, do you want to tell everybody what we are talking about this week? We're breaking out, guys. We're doing it. Oh, we're breaking out. We're getting out. We're getting out of there. They locked us up. Uh-huh. There were crimes involved. Maybe. Uh huh. Maybe. Maybe. That's there the big question. Crimes coming up. TBD. <laughs> crimes will certainly be discussed. Uh, in what capacity uh, were they committed or not committed? Right. We'll have Who to knows? see. You'll have to yes. stick around. That's a little little sizzler for the Ooh. listeners. You got to wait till the end to find <laughs> out. Oh my gosh. Um, in short, we will all be creating different uh, inmates who are mm-hmm. imprisoned within the the same uh, facility, and we have to create both. Uh, um, the crimes of which uh, they were committed, whether or not uh, it, they actually committed these crimes, we have to come up with uh, what part they will play in this big breakout, and then we will all together kind of role play what this uh, jailbreak scenario will be. Yeah. So we've yeah. got a, a whole series of prompts for us this week. But before we get into all of that, uh, I want to know, Maya, what's the last thing you broke out of? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this, this actually sounds depressing. Unemployment? I broke out of unemployment. I was going to say That's a great. relationship. <laughs> also, I mean, a lot of things happened at once. Totally. Bad habits are like a prison I that mean, none of us can escape from. I have a from. job and I'm on the prowl. What's up? Hell yeah. Dude. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. The ultimate freedom. I was going to say, that's a really good scenario. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty good. I don't know. For sure. Okay. But aside from that, do you have any fun jailbreak or uh, jailbreak in or breakout stories uh, from movies or games or anything or or a book? I know you're well read. For like a very long time, my friend was extremely into uh, that movie with Gerard Butler, uh, the law-abiding citizen, oh. where I believe he breaks out of a solitary confinement sort of situation. Yeah, something like that. It's right after he broke out of a video game. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I never actually paid attention to that movie. Mm-hmm. I never watched it. It was always on, though, so I have no idea what happened, except he was hot and then he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then what happened? <laughs> I... I honestly could not tell you. The only other one that I 
watched recently that was any sort of breakout situation was um, in Muppet Treasure Island. <gasps> of course. Oh my gosh, yes. What, I, I when... considered talking about that, just say for the fact that we talked about that last episode or two episodes ago. Did we? Probably like five episodes ago and like a million episodes ago because we love that movie and talk I about it constantly. Yeah. It's okay if we always talk yeah. about Muppet Treasure Island. Like, that's fine. Yeah. I'm thinking of when they were uh, tied up hanging off of the cliff. You know? <gasps> of course. Oh, when when Because love led them there. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. The ties that bind. I love anyway. so much. Okay, so as an adult re-watching that movie, which I grew up with, there are so many lines that like now are like ingrained in my heart and one of them is when um it cuts to miss piggy and frog and uh frog and frog <laughs> miss piggy and frog kermit the frog i was calling him by his last name sam trying to keep him for a while. it's mr the frog mr. The <laughs> oh my god no but so like it cuts to them hanging there and you just hear miss piggy say you know i'm starting to see a trend in the men i date <laughs> So, so good like honestly same mood. Right? <laughs> oh my god okay so i've got a few gems uh yeah. that i want to talk about as far as like yes, prison yes, break yes. movies go go for it i want to do a quick little um uh speed round of a few like notable mentions shawshank redemption of course obviously which i obviously. feel like every movie parodies so any movie yeah. where you see a prison break it's probably a parody of shawshank mm -hmm. um the great escape which shawshank kind of parodied in itself that came first i should have mentioned that one first um and then also Paddington 2, which also... Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that movie. I know. It did such a cute jailbreak. It was the sweetest thing that's ever happened. Um, and then at the end, there's like a musical number in jail, right? Yes. Yeah. All the prisoners in their pink little outfits, they do uh, a cute little musical number. So marmalade. Yes. I love it. So great. Yeah. Um, but Can I... we watch that next week? <laughs> yes, we should. Oh, we should. Oh, my God. Okay. Tune in, listeners, next week for our live, live yeah. stream watch along of Paddington 2. It'll right? be great. Oh, my God. So I'm going to actually save my ultimate um, jailbreak movie, and I'm going to go to my, my comedy jailbreak okay. movie, which is actually uh, the movie Escape Plan, which I saw in theaters for some reason. Um, and it's a movie that stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Sylvester Stallone. And it's about these two, like buff old badass men who are both imprisoned in the same like prison it's like supposed to be the inescapable place and you just see them kept in these glass boxes because that was the theme for the last like 10 years like oh a bad guy put him in a glass box yep. and they have to yeah. um their warden is actually played by jim cavaziel who is the star of my all-time favorite jailbreak movie ever, which is The Count, Count of, Monte of Monte Cristo. Cristo. Exactly. And, like, the big twist that's revealed. So, like, Stallone and Schwarzenegger have to partner up together and they're like, oh, I guess we have to work together if we're going to get out of this prison. And the big twist is that they're actually being, like, held in this big, um, like, aircraft carrier, it, No, it's essentially. like a space station, isn't it? No, it's, it's a big ship that's, like, transporting all these different uh, shipping containers. And their prison is just, like, a bunch of shipping containers. Like, that's the twist what? at the end yeah it's insane and <laughs> when did this come out this recently? was like oh i pulled it up on my phone a little bit ago um but like in the past 10 years yes what the heck i remember seeing it, it in theaters when i was at Mankato state it's in the string of all of films that all the films that sylvester stallone has done in the last well, decade or two where it's like you're too old to do this anymore but yeah. you just keep doing it anyway <laughs> he just makes like four really <laughs> shitty movies every year and they're all kind of the same oh, what um a, escape what plan guy. was 2013 yeah. so yeah. Oh, there you okay. go. <laughs> all, 
I feel like he's I had saw that a lot of movies in recent years that are like it's a boxing movie, but it's not Rocky. It's like Grudge Match or whatever, right. and it's like a jailbreak. It's like a murder movie, but it's not Rambo or okay. like, things like that. Here's the yeah. thing: um, Grudge Match was kind of cute. I really liked it. Okay, we're not going to talk about Grudge Match. Here. <laughs> it was good. Kevin Smith was a great trainer. Like surprisingly, he did a good job. Um, okay, so I just want to address the whole like jail on an aircraft carrier or a a cargo ship thing because we sort of talked about this uh when we were brainstorming a few days ago for this episode like how location is sort of everything for a jail right you could have a jail that's on you know say you just have a jail that's in the city right you break out of jail and then look there you go you're in the city you're right where you want to be right or you can put a jail on an island then it's like okay you break out now you got to swim home it's a different kind of jail or you could put a jail on the moon and it's like what are you going to do swim back to earth like you know there there are a lot of logistical concerns in where you want to build your jail that can really you know add Kick, kick your story up a notch here, your jailbreak story up a notch. Well, exactly. I mean, that's kind of why Arkham Asylum is such a shitty uh, in place to incarcerate <laughs> insane people. Yeah. Thank you. It's in the center of freaking Gotham City, and they're always breaking out. Also, their warden is a, an insane person himself. Yeah. So, not good planning. Exactly. What's the point of that? I don't yeah. know. It's <laughs> real dumb. So, dumb. that was actually one of the ones that I wanted to talk about was um, not Arkham Asylum, but Arkham City. Nice. Um, nice. Because it's literally just, let's turn so the the Arkham City video game, which is based on it's like a whole bunch of Batman comics that are all kind of like smushed together a little bit, right? Um, it's it's like kind of long Halloween. It's kind of like there's a whole bunch of stuff that kind of comes together. But basically, the story is they turn this whole huge section of Arkham into you a mean gi- Gotham of, of Gotham, yeah, of Gotham into a giant like Arkham police little borough basically like something that would never happen they literally say let's evacuate actual like taxpaying citizens from their homes and just say that this section of the city is just free range for the insane criminals they can just run around and do whatever they want totally it is buck wild in like the most incredible way it's a really really good game and it's actually like a really good batman story honestly batman arkham city is one of the best batman movies in my opinion because that's just sort of what it feels like as you're watching it it's like every batman villain is represented in it and they all do their you know they're all so like kind of over the top and like doing their thing in this really yeah exactly exactly but it just works really really well uh and it's so much fun it really makes you feel like you're batman it's it's really good i love it yeah (laughs) uh he's not wearing hockey pads in this one but he probably should be are you gonna give a little taste of that impression yeah you can do it I'm not wearing hockey pants. There you oh, go. Oh, that was yeah. pretty good. It's pretty Thank good. You. Thank I like you. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> Jesus. No, Piper, you want oh, me to uh, go? I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> there was I, like. I feel like I had the worst one. <laughs> I've been practicing. So, yes. There was like literally one night when we, I think we maybe started by referencing that line in a movie and we were just like doing a movie night and every line that came in that film, like I can't remember what we were watching. Maybe it was like Mighty Ducks or something. And we're just like, I don't know. It's like, it's a miracle on ice. <laughs> like, we just like did it for everything. That was quack, quack, quack. It's like we have to do Batman for every quote. That's incredible. <laughs> it was yeah. so good. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, so that's that's my first pick. <laughs> it's that one. <laughs> what else you got? Sam? Um okay, so I've also got 
Um, talking about really ridiculous over-the-top jailbreak stories, uh, I think I would be remiss if I were not to mention the Michael Bay classic, the, the late 90s Michael Bay classic, The Rock, <laughs> uh, which is actually, it's sort of a jailbreak out and a jailbreak in in the same movie, because mm-hmm. basically Sean Connery is, he is James Bond, basically, but they just don't say he's James Bond. Mm-hmm. He's like the ultimate spy, and his government betrays him, and they just lock him away in Alcatraz, and he's like the only person who's ever escaped, right? And so then, like, 20 years later, 30 years later or something, these, these like, terrorists hijack a nuclear missile, and they also take over Alcatraz, and they're like, you know, you gotta give us a million dollars or whatever. And so they say, well, shit, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta... million dollars! <laughs> yeah, they, they're like, we gotta get into Alcatraz and stop these guys. How do we do it, though? The only person who could possibly help us is the only person who's ever broken out of Alcatraz. So they go and get sean connery and after like 30 years of him being locked up in like a little shoebox basically he's got his hairs like 10 feet long and he's like <laughs> just like a weird old madman but he's still like the Lies best yeah tell me more tell he's me more still like 30 <laughs> like, years later he doesn't have a car he does steal <laughs> one though he, he steals he steals a car he steals a lamborghini because it's a michael bay movie uh, actually i think nick cage steals a lamborghini one of them has a what? hummer i don't know nick there's a whole in the movie. Yeah. I've seen like 90% of the movie. It's wild. So anyway, they're like, Sean Connery, we the need you, boy. who is still somehow the most capable person in the universe, even though you've been locked in a box for 30 years. You're a six-year-old man who doesn't <laughs> yeah, know about yeah, texting. And you're a thousand. <laughs> uh, help us break like into mom. Alcatraz. Like <laughs> Just like Maya's mom. Uh, please help us break into Alcatraz. Oh and uh, <laughs> it's like the way that he breaks in is so it's it's the most ridiculous like movie nonsense thing where they go to Alcatraz and they literally go into a room where it's just a bunch of like pistons like smashing the ground. And they're like, isn't there a better way in? And Sean Connery's like, well, that's the way that I got out the first time. And like, you know, and, and so they're like, and they're like, is there like a pattern? And he's like, not really. <laughs> like, Not he really. just, like, goes and like, does it or whatever. Yeah, it's so and dumb. The dog, Indiana. Yeah. So it's like, this is the way you get in and out of this jail without people noticing is go through, like, a giant, like, V8 engine <laughs> that so just exists for no reason. Wait, oh so God. it's like the second uh, prequel Star Wars movie where they go through that, like, factory and there's all the crushing machinery? Yeah, no, it's literally like that, but on an island uh, off the coast of San Francisco. What are, that's crazy. <laughs> okay, we tried to watch this movie, like, maybe a month ago, and both Sam and I fell asleep after like 30 minutes yeah. in. That should tell you how exciting it is. It actually is a really no. fun, stupid movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really, really exciting, but I was literally like, what's happening? Because like a whole thing is that they're like, oh, like it'll cost us so much money to like pay off these, these terrorists. But then they get Sean Connery out and they decide to like let him like do his thing and he just like destroys half the city and it's like okay the damage he just inflicted on San Francisco is way more expensive yeah, he's already overshadowed the benefit that he could bring them with the right <laughs> yeah. it's like just pay the guys the money I don't know it's yeah. silly but it's Michael Bay it. it's uh, so I would say it's probably in the top three Michael Bay movies now take that to mean whatever you want it to mean <laughs> you know that's that's not exactly high praise but it is a lot of fun i've always heard that that's his best film but oh, i've have yeah. you seen six underground no what is no, that that's a that's a new one with it ryan is. reynolds right it's on netflix it's actually not that bad oh early, I did early watch record it when i was just day drunk the other day it was it was fine that sounds fabulous <laughs> it was extremely watchable i think that's the most michael bay movie vibe i can imagine day oh, drunk? is yeah. be, be drunk at 11 in the morning on like a sunday <laughs> oh, 
It was 1030. Like, yeah. it was yes. early. Nice. Nice. And it was bourbon. And you have to be. Oof. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say. It was bad. Like, not. It was a weird day. The only way that could be more on brand is if you were day drunk off of, like, 19 Keystone Lights or something like that. Like, it has to be, like, like yeah. Bush. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, those those are my first two. Um, Your first two. Let's well, wrap it up. Yeah, the, real, the real quick. Ones. Real quick. Well, you had another one, too, didn't you? I Well, I would elaborate on one. But okay. did lightning. Real quick, real quick, I I had two more I want to talk about. One, um, Ocean's Eleven, I think, captures a lot of the same sort of energy of a good breakout movie. They have sort of a team that they assemble. The inspiration, yeah, for kind of our pinwheel that we have. Yeah, for kind of our pinwheel. Um, Sort of gathering a bunch of people that have different skills. Everyone fulfills a very specific role. There's an elaborate plan. That's the same kind of energy and fun that I want from a, you know, a heist movie and a, you know, a breakout movie or an escape movie, I think are sort of. You know, they're sort of like siblings. They're they're basically the, a very similar thing, right? Yeah. And so they have a lot of the same energy. And then uh, just real quick, it just occurred to me that the Grand Budapest Hotel has a jailbreak scene, yeah. actually, which I think is great. Which They've got a guy on the outside, somebody who makes a cake. They sneak stuff in. They dig a hole. It does a Shawshank. It does yeah, a yeah, Great yeah. Escape. It does everything in like a short five-minute sequence. I want to mention that earlier when we were brainstorming um, this topic, Sam said to me, he was like, well, we should come up with like maybe the tools that everybody has um, at their disposal. And and uh, he's like, yeah, like a shiv or like shoelaces <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, yeah, a cake in the shape of a gun. Like, <laughs> and I have to say that I stole that idea 100% from um, Men in Black 3, which I don't think gets enough credit. It's I really funny. Our favorite heist movie. Which literally, <laughs> like, jailbreak movie. literally that, um, the bad guy in that movie, um, played by Jermaine uh, yes, Clemens. Jermaine yes, Clemens. exactly. Um, he is a prisoner on the moon and his girlfriend sends him a cake in the shape of a gun and he just reaches into the cake, pulls out the gun, and kills the guards, and yeah. that's how he gets out. That's it's amazing. Kind of incredible. It's, it's, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's no, really good. I will show you that movie soon. Okay, so with this framework we've established here, mm-hmm. uh, we I think we all have a, a good understanding of what kind of energy we're going for here with this jailbreak story. Here, should we start doling out those prompts, Piper? I, I think it's time. I think it's time. Okay, um, I've never been more ready for anything in my life. <laughs> let's. Yes. I think you should dole out the the prompts first, and then I will add the random word last. Okay, and that's sounds important. good to me. Okay, so then I'm going to generate first our crimes, I yes. think, right? The crimes make sense first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crimes yes. are the foundation of our personalities. The crimes that we commit, exactly. I think, really yeah. define who we are. Exactly. So, I mean, for this reason, yeah. Uh, so let's go with Maya first. We're going to hey, spin the wheel, hey. and we're going to – let's just gamble here. Anybody want to take any bets? Did I mute my phone? I'm not going to check. Oh, God. Just mute it now. Just do it. Uh, nope, I did no. it. I win. I did okay. it. I win. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay. That makes me scared. <laughs> yeah. Chaos. I know that the worst thing that could possibly happen on this show is to have a, that clickety-clackety of our uh, our <laughs> roulette wheel app. That That's chaos okay. theory. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for laughing. I love that. Uh, Thank you. Okay. So, Maya, your crime, should yeah. you choose to accept it? Oh. is burglary okay so okay. You've, you've burgled you can decide what you burgled perhaps uh you know if you want to think about it for a minute or if you want to wait till your prompt gets here but know that in your heart of hearts you are now a burglar or at least somebody convicted you for burglary that's true okay that's i like true. it uh, yeah yeah um, to, to someone you are a burglar yeah i like it <laughs> i want to um do my favorite burglar quote ever which is from over the garden wall frequently referenced uh in which they break into uh, <laughs> uh lorna's house and <laughs> and the little um, 
wart or Greg. No, he's the one. He's like, he's we're here to burgle oh, your, your turds, turds. <laughs> and it's so good. It's the most wonderful thing anyone's ever said. So maybe oh, the best. Take- okay, yes, I'm yeah. very excited about that. Cool, cool. Wonderful. That works. Okay, I like yes. it. All right, I've got a crime for you here, Piper. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, your crime is yes. Actually, this is like my favorite one on the list: desertion. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. So I'm so, a bloody coward. You are a bloody coward, but oh it's like gosh. it's a cool, it's an interesting crime. I, I mean, like it's it. not a good crime. Uh, I mean, maybe it is a good crime. Maybe you're it has layers. serving like an evil, you know, regime or something. You know, maybe you joined I'm... up thinking it was there was this romantic, you know, like kind of noble <gasps> cause, but it's not. You know? Who knows? <laughs> I'm writing yeah. down ran away from war. Oh, <laughs> yeah, ran away from war. Okay, deserter. cool, love it. Nice. I just I like love the it. idea of a, a, a deserter could be could very easily be a good guy. Like you could be the good person. Person, like stuck mm-hmm. with all these bad guys because you were like I don't want to serve a machine that is harming people I don't believe in this cause whatever Recruit could be a yeah. means to an end totally Love it. totally hey. all right and I have just issued my crime the final crime which is arson so yes so we've all got right. a, a burglar we've got a deserter and we've got an arson so between the three of us man we got some things are happening here okay like we can make a lot Wow. A lot happened. All right. Uh, I feel like I have to mention, um, so Sam and I just recently finished watching uh, this very short, uh, I guess you'd call it a miniseries on Hulu. It's called Catch-22. And it's about this um, guy who's a uh, a bomber in World War II uh, working in the Mediterranean uh, theater. And he is very much at the beginning and most of the show, he's just kind of a big coward that's how his character is portrayed he's not likable at all no he's the worst he's <laughs> always trying to do you know wait is this based on a book probably well it's it's based on the phrase catch 22 oh, it's mind. just the name of it is the same as the book catch yeah it's yeah. like because they make I never a, read Catch well, so they make a big deal. Right but Neither they, did I, which is why I, I know it's like we don't know. None of us know. Well, okay, so for for your edification and and the edification of any listeners who are not familiar with it, the term Catch Twenty Two basically means like it, so. In the show, they talk about everybody wants to get out of the military, right? And the only way to get out of the military is to be crazy. But anybody who wants to get out obviously isn't crazy. So you mm-hmm. can't get out because you're crazy. Because if you want to get out, it like cancels your yeah, yeah, craziness. Yeah. Right, yeah. so that's like the thing is the catch twenty two is exactly out, right? exactly. So it's sort of like kind of a thing that cancels itself out or like self contradicts or you know or whatever. So, yeah, it, exactly. Kind of, yeah, exactly. So I'm definitely going to yeah. be um, channeling uh, Yo Yo, the main character from Catch Twenty Two, <laughs> for a lot of this. I think just because we just spent like a month watching him be a coward, and I just kept saying, "I'm like, just desert, just run away if you hate it that much." So yeah, well, he he kind of does towards the end a little bit, but kind then of. sort of yeah, it doesn't really work out. But we've got, okay, so we've got our, actually, I guess, before we go into like what our roles are here, do any of us have any experience with these crimes that we want to talk about here? Oh, no. I mean, like, let's maybe start to build out. Do we have ideas yeah. about, like, what gender our characters are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe what's a bit of their backstory with yeah. this situation? Yeah. What, what are you thinking about? Your, why would someone burgle in the way that you have or have not? Okay. Yeah. I came slightly prepared with many <laughs> okay. different scenarios. Nice. My person is extremely charming, extremely, like, ordinarily looking in okay. my head. And like so they can, can blend any, in exactly, in any crowd. Blend yeah. in can go into any situation, and people just assume they're supposed to be there. Nice. So cool. Berkeley. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound very blendy to me. <laughs> no, I do not blend this person. <laughs> yes. Um, burglary would come in just by like you know picking off things as you go. Okay. Like no one would stop him. Looks extremely casual. Crimes, exactly. Yeah. Very casual yeah. crimes. Cool. I myself. 
very familiar with casual crime. <laughs> Maya Parker, casual criminal. <laughs> I did steal about $25 worth of beads. Nice. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, boutique bead store. <laughs> we'll, we'll bleep that out. When the listeners hear it, it will be like, yeah, when I was a kid, I donated $25 worth of beads to homeless shelter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta get blinged out. Anyway, um... <laughs> you gotta. Yeah, so I'm just thinking he's kind of a person who blends in with the crowd. Cool. That's what... That's my immediate first part. What's sort of yeah. the age range? Cool. I feel like the most blendable person would be, like, a... 35. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, like, a middle-aged person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's 35. Like, the most average Joe. Maybe he their could... name is Joe. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm no, not gonna put... I have a name. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, tell us. What is okay. it? Okay. His nickname is Vig... V-I-G. Nice. Ooh, Vig. Okay, what Vig. what is his, like, full name? His full name is Vincenzo Ignatius Gibbler. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh my God. I love that you created this whole thing. I did. This is amazing. Oh. You did research on the hardest part about creating a character, yes. which <laughs> is great. Admirable. Okay, I love it. Vig. I love making up names. Vig. Um, and I think if we're at that part, they got caught because they went into a university intending to steal a uh, they were having like a collection of art intending to steal a little photograph that was worth you know like a million dollars ended up being ushered into a lecture hall uh with the photo in his pocket and giving a lecture about something uh like uh statistics because that's his thing he's good at poker that was the whole line. It, so he, was, um, he wasn't just faking his way through the lecture. He, he was actually faking his was way like... through the lecture, except it was all it wasn't about that at all because behind him was projected <laughs> images of how to recognize like facial tells and stuff. So oh. it wasn't anything like he was okay. Like it was a sociology. Like it was like okay, yeah. Okay. And so that's how he was like caught. They're like, you're not lecturing like Marshall yeah. Lewinsky. Yeah. Like you should not be here. <laughs> yeah, famous uh, criminology professor Marshall, Marshall. Lewinsky. Exactly. Lewinsky, yeah. That's cool. I, so uh, this actually kind of reminds me of an acquaintance of ours who will remain nameless for the purposes of this story, uh, who actually planned an elaborate. Uh, art heist at a <gasps> local community college in our area oh, and stole a, <laughs> a painting of a ram that sat in the math wing. <laughs> they, oh my they, gosh. It was like wild. They, we've seen this painting we've seen on this display painting. in his apartment. It's quite and wonderful. On display in his car for like six months <gasps> where it sat on the back I seat. Um, no, but you should. Yeah, you should see oh, it. But basically this, it is, this but... individual, uh, <laughs> they, they saw this painting it was like a painting of a ram that they saw every day when they left their math class and they always were like man i love that painting Absolutely it's a super cool painting very similar yes. energy and this person <laughs> and some of their friends were like we should just take the painting and so they literally like you know they they watched for months and they were like when does security come by when is the building like not populated no, <laughs> no right. they just took it and they walked the shortest route out of the building to their car and like look this podcast does not condone <laughs> burglary except in the case of Vincenzo, yeah, Vincenzo uh, Ignatius Gibbler. Uh, oh my gosh. In real life, we are not fans of burglary <laughs> unless it makes a cool story, I guess. Uh, but uh, in this instance, it made a cool story, so uh, we give it a pass. Yeah. Okay. I have created my character's backstory, by the way. Yes. Yeah, so what is your okay. backstory? So here's the thing. So my character, y- you inspired me with your name. Um, my character's name is Joe Tweed. <gasps> 
Um, and, I love it. And, okay, so here's the situation. So Joe <laughs> is a twin, uh, and his brother Randy Tweed is the man who was meant to be drafted <laughs> in the war, but there was a mix-up, and Joe was the one who got pulled into this conflict, <laughs> and Joe, unlike his very masculine brother who always wanted to go and fight for his country and his cause, yeah. uh, Joe is very like, this is not my scene, I'm not supposed to be here, I just look like my brother, I'm not Randy. And they're like, shut up, Randy. You're in the war now. And so that's why he deserted. Because he's like, no, I'm trying to finish my doctorate. Uh, I'm really, I have all these papers I need to write. And so he just, the first chance he got, he just walked away. That's uh, amazing. Exactly. Cool. So I've got Joe Tweed, uh, the deserter. And his brother is out there somewhere probably being enrolled or asked to do some sort of like, you know, speech at a, at a college. Like yeah. they had like a weird mixed up, mix up situation here. I'm just, I just, anytime I hear the name Randy... I picture Randy Quaid. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. You should definitely picture Randy Quaid. So picture the weird twin to Randy Quaid. Oh, my God. The, you mean Dennis Quaid? The, the intellectual twin. Yeah, it is a Randy and Dennis Quaid situation. Really, Sounds like if, it. If ever there was one. So Only my uh, name's Joe. I, I like good. that. <laughs> uh, what do you have okay. for your arsonist? Well, okay. Let, let's first really quick. It seems like the the both of you are going for sort of a contemporary setting in this. Is that yeah. safe to assume? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Why okay. not? Yeah. So I kind of like the idea of a guy who here's, here's what I'm thinking. I don't think that the crime that he's committing is necessarily, you know, it's not like a sexy crime. It's not like he's I don't know. burning down. Well, uh, Hey, look, I guess the, <laughs> the fires of passion burn Ew. brightly with this guy. Okay. That's a different angle actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Get into it. So Sam. the Come first, on. the first, thought that i had was i like the idea of just kind of like a mousy everyday just sort of boring unassuming guy right and maybe he has really bad eyesight and the reason that he started doing arson is because he has super powerful glasses and he uses his glasses as like a magnifying glass to like burn things right so maybe maybe as a kid he started out like burning ants and it sort of like escalated from there right as his glasses prescription became stronger so did his uh interest in starting fire right yeah. i say this as a person who wears glasses uh so maybe i have a right to do you know I, but okay hang on but maya works in glasses i do which is why i'm sighing a little bit <laughs> i don't mean to dunk on your industry here it's not really a con- it's fine <laughs> no give us the facts lenses for glasses aren't really conductive for channeling specific rays of sun but if they were old enough if they were actually made of glass instead of polycarbonate would make okay no sense. well or maybe so maybe this is like his this is how he hides his crimes sure is because most you know normal pairs of glasses don't actually magnify light in that way yes. he has a custom pair of frames hey. that he built that are just magnifiers that he can use to start fire so no one will catch him that's right? all i needed thank you sam yes and yes believable too. <laughs> exactly so now thank it, you for reading the facts because into it. as <laughs> is always the most important thing in the show is you know <laughs> it, it will be exactly yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes exactly and fact checking um, <laughs> and all of that jazz so that was my first thought but then when when you were like sighing about like oh, oh. boring guy right um i actually kind of like the idea that his personality would mirror the crime so what i'm sort of picturing now is like a 
like a flamboyant, extravagant Latin playboy who, Ooh. like, his he's so passionate and like he does like flamenco dancing My and whispers. Yes, exactly. I and love it. He dances <laughs> like a raging flame, and he commits crimes like an inferno. He sweeps through like an inferno, and all of the like women call him like the Blaze or something. I don't know. Your guy, yeah. your guy needs to always have at least like he has to have a matchstick behind every ear. Totally, Ooh, totally. All two of his ears. He's always got. <laughs> <laughs> so always two matchsticks and one a, in his teeth. I think he he's has always a, ready to light up. He has a bandolier full of cigars, maybe oh, that he's like ready to light. Yeah, I, I think What's he's a bandolier. A bandolier is like the thing that Chewbacca wears. That has it's oh. like a thing that has a bunch of bullets on it. They it's would like take a, that away from him in prison. Well, no, I know what I'm saying before. Okay. Yeah, but he existed before he went to okay. prison, obviously, <laughs> because that was the time when he was doing these crimes. Well, it's so time, time. Maybe you know what. You know what? Maybe it's like an alter ego situation. Maybe he has like two personalities like where a Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, yeah, he's like a Jekyll and Hyde. So maybe like every day, uh, every day, I have I have to come up with a name yeah. for him. He but, like has to be um, triggered. Yeah, we he, got he Vig and we have Joe. We got Vig and Joe. Uh, it should I'm, be I'm, like a multi-syllable name. I'm still working on it. Give me some space here, okay? Patricio. Don't worry about it. Claudius. It's not Patricio. It's not Claudius. But I like Caesar. I like where you're at. Ooh. Caesar. No, 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 no. It's Cesar. 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 Because Cesar. He's, Cesar. Yeah, Cesar. Um, with a little tilde above the e, yeah, 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 uh, Cesar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think, like by day, Cesar is like a mild-mannered accountant who, you know, he he gets his kicks by burning oh, ants with his magnifying yeah. cl- uh, glasses, and then by night, Cesar is like. You know, Cesar del Fuego or something like who Ooh, goes to all del of the cool Fuego. like flamenco bars and oh, he's shit. he's like winning all these flamenco dance tournaments and that that's his like true passion and so he has this sort of like dual life I lights think. up the dance floor hell cool. yes yeah, that's it, what I'm he lights up the about. dance floor at night he lights up the absolute buildings show. by day Love yeah exactly <laughs> smoke show yes. until the popo come in that one day and lock the oh, no. cuffs on him and they bring him into prison that's the one last thing you wanted a smoke show was the popo yeah mm. so yeah that's true popo at the smoke show yes. so <laughs> Uh, okay, so we've got Vig the burglar, we've got Caesar the arsonist, and we have Joe the deserter. I like this. So this is a men's prison. It's a men's prison. Yeah. Not I mean, co-ed. Not co-ed. <laughs> but there might be lady well, uh, guards. Maybe Ew. Cesar has like Ooh. a triple life where he's hey. actually a woman oh who dresses up as a boring alter- accountant who yeah. does a flamenco dance at night. Maybe they have an altar that's kind of feminine. Yeah, yeah maybe. Hell maybe. yeah, I like that. And I think like fl- that kind of fit like flamenco is sort of flamboyant mm-hmm. and extravagant and is it's sort really. of like adjacent. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's that- very performative. We'll oh. we'll see if we get there. Let's let's just let let's this character it. evolve naturally, and if that happens, then that happens. You know, but yes. I, I kind of like that direction. So let's establish now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some kind of roles that for these guys. Good. So yeah. I, I think we yes. will have kind of a base expectation of the kind of skills that we each bring to the table based on the crimes we've committed in sort of these stories. But there are, you know, roles that maybe they've kind of settled into in their prison life where they've had to um, establish a different sort of set of skills to, to stand out in in the tough life behind bars. Question. Before joint. we give these skills, should we maybe discuss the location of our prison? I would love Yeah, to. that's a good idea. That's okay, a good idea. Cool. Because we've kind of talked about how, um, I mean, Alcatraz is good because it's on an island. Yeah. The same with my top choice uh, as far as references go for the Count of Monte Cristo. That prison was the Chateau d'If, also on an mm-hmm. island. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is also, I mean, Sammy mentioned the moon. The moon or like, yeah. you can <laughs> I place don't really, Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't really yeah. picture any of these criminals as like moon 
unworthy criminals. Right. I don't think so. No. <laughs> I also thought in my brainstorm that maybe like a prison underground, like something oh, like buried deep beneath cool. the earth would be really cool. That's it, terrifying. Uh, that right? makes sense because it would be actually that would be a very dangerous place to put an arsonist because oxygen is limited. Yeah, if I start right. a fire and it eats up all the oxygen, yeah. you mm-hmm. don't want that. Yeah. No, not so, at all. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. What are we thinking? I mean, we could go with sort of the um, uh, escape plan route and have it just be a moving prison on a boat. It could be a moving prison on a skyship. Like, always going. I don't know. So, here's... Let me... Let's think about this in terms of what is a prison that let's let's just imagine mm-hmm. that the way in which we all committed our crimes were like super villain level at committing these crimes right just just to like i ran away really yeah, badly yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so maybe we can... i ran away and a million people died because of that <laughs> because you ran away but it was your plan for them all to die no um, no so he's like an archaeologist let's let's think about the kind of prison where they would put the worst possible offender right. of each of these crimes, right? So, like an arsonist, they would probably put me in a prison at the bottom of the ocean. You know, they'd mm-hmm. put me in in you know Bioshock Rapture or whatever, like underwater right. hotel. Where would they put a criminal that is the ultimate burglar, the ultimate like cat burglar? The, where where is the furthest away from like fancy museums where you yeah, can steal away art from or whatever? Society, yeah, also yeah. under the ocean. Like, should we just yeah. say this is an ocean prison? Population. Yeah. yeah, ocean prison. Okay, kinda like uh, let's go with that. I guess isn't that Avengers? Isn't that like Captain yeah, they, America they have an Winter ocean. Soldier? Yep, they have like an ocean prison, kind of like that, the, but maybe like a little bigger, like yeah. a, like its own floating island. Like maybe it's oh. built on the ocean. Well, here's the, here's the thing though. So the the Avengers, um, they have the raft, the which raft. is like yeah. floating. Yes. Thank but you for thinking of the name. You're welcome. You're- but- so smart. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but Sam, I like the point that you made of it being like an underwater prison. I yeah. think that would be very good. That it's like a sunken I prison. Love that. Yeah. I also I think we should have it. It should almost be like you know how like a military base is sort of a city on its own. A, a prison yes, that, like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's a prison that it it has sort of its own little economy and it yeah. has yes. you know because it's underground, it's hard to ferry staff. Up, you know, it's in and out like of a it. Space station. Yeah, but it, in it the needs ocean. to be totally well, exactly. self-contained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there needs to be like an umbilical cord that goes up to the surface. <laughs> yep, um, and they call it the umbilical. And oh, that's pretty good. And when we finally do our breakout, we need to coordinate to, with yeah. that unless yeah. we somehow manage to like grab a passing Scuba, like yeah. i like that uh, school of whales and then we can ride them to freedom but i think the umbilical yeah. no, I, there's, there's one way up and one way down i think is important yeah, here think, and it's right. it's basically it's in like, like a giant yeah 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 exactly so you don't get the bend the whole well, prison say, is in like a giant escape, diving but we all go mad because oh, we didn't dang. decompress fast enough i've been reading about cave diving i can tell you a lot about the bends it's dangerous that sounds amazing Bad. I've actually gone. So uh, I've I've gone swimming and swimming and cave diving in a couple places where wow. shortly after I've been there, they've had to demolish the place because someone drowned there. Holy crap! Yeah, there Sam. there's Jesus. a couple like swimming holes that I've been to. I won't like say where they are so people don't go Did and you look for them or whatever. But scuba snorkel? No, it was just, just like, like free swimming. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't like I was somewhere where it was Casual. fifty foot deep water or whatever. Sure. It was just places where there's a little underground cave that uh-huh. you know some person got stuck Buck in it or wild. whatever. And, and you know, yeah. it, it wasn't like a super exotic extreme sports situation. It Spooky. was like you swam for. 
four seconds and you were in oh, this heck cave. Yeah, bud. And you had to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So right. there you go. Somebody That's my great stuck. Okay, so we've got <laughs> underwater. Got yeah. the umbilical. Awesome. We got the umbilical. We're in like basically a giant diving mm-hmm. bell underwater yeah. <laughs> with a okay. little city. Well, a prison this works, city. Okay, this works well for three reasons. One, Sam cannot start fires underwater. This Two, Maya cannot steal things if there's nothing no. down there. Three, I cannot run away because I am trapped. <laughs> So, okay, question. Yes. Is this like an iceberg situation where there's more on top? I like that. Is that right? Like an island built on top. So there there must be like. Like camouflaged. I like that a lot. Yeah. Because if it was just like a boat connected to the umbilical, that doesn't make any sense. So, yes. Because maybe where guards can live on top. Yeah. They would need a glacier. I love that. Administrative (gasps) stuff and like, you know, like they, so they can get supplies and like radio signals. Yeah. Scheduled lifts up through the umbilical cord or whatever to the surface. You know, so this, this creates an interesting thing. Like the idea of it being like a glacier, right? Mm -hmm. Do we think it's in the Antarctic or something like that? So if somebody did escape and wanted to swim, they would just freeze to death. Like that seems like a you know an interesting yeah. countermeasure for yeah. people trying to escape, right? That'd be a good yeah little constraint. I yeah. also feel like if this was a like if I'm formulating the trailer for the movie that this is, <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely one of the like the sales pitches for this like ad would be it's like the whole thing about how like an iceberg you only see ten percent of it, yeah, and they're like oh you see this iceberg and this 90%. desolate thing yes. underneath oh my like ninety percent criminals, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Hardened criminal. It's it's like no, it, it would totally be like you only see ten percent of the real world. All yes. the real drama happens below here. Like you know, right. like people don't understand. They hide all of the they real. Hide their yeah. True self. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh my God. So bad. That, that's very good. And that's what I it would be it. called. This is great. It would so be called beneath the, the surface. No, it'd be called beneath the surface, yeah, right? But like the the. Oh, the, the yeah. The, the, no, 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 no. Just. The Berg. The Berg. The Berg, the berg is the right. name of the prison. Okay, said, I'm writing it down. The Berg. The Berg. Fabulous. Oh, I love how receptive we you guys it. are. This is, great. <laughs> this is very, very good. This is, a, this is a big yes and energy podcast, Ooh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can now start distributing the actual roles that we will have on the team here, right? And again, these roles will be sort of skill sets that we have developed, I think, maybe in our previous lives, but kind of roles that we've settled into and skills that we've settled into once we got to prison, right? So they're in addition to the skills that we have as, mm-hmm. you know, existing criminals out there. Right. So, this is how we survived on the inside. Yes. So who wants the first one here? Oh, no. I think Maya. Guess, Maya I will do okay, yeah. so. You're our guest. Maya. Yeah, I'm uh, the our guest. Vig, Vincenzo, the, the burglar. I think that's actually a really cool uh, role for you. You've got the acrobat. So oh, that's perfect. Oh. You are the the nimble, like bendy cat. Like you can kind of climb up things and sneak around things. You could do like a weird breakdance through a laser grid or whatever if you had to. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's, that's. I like it a lot. What you bring to the table here? I like here. it a lot. Okay, that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Although the big question is, were you an acrobat before the Berg, or did you become an acrobat after the Berg? I feel like it was I more casual before. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, like if you've. Follow Jonathan Van Ness on Instagram. <laughs> He's been upping his acrobatic, um, like, whole deal. Like, he wants to get into. <laughs> He's doing flips. He's doing flops. He's doing all sorts of good stuff. I feel I- like most acrobats don't want to do a lot of flops. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I mean, unless you're doing the flippy flappy. That's extremely true. Fair. Yeah. Um, but I feel like with yard time, which, yeah. you know, when... Yeah. The berg, it's not really a yard, but uh, 
kind of working on his fitness. It's more like a bed, like a sea bed. Yeah. 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 Well, but that's you've got to put in the work in the yard. You got to put the work in. I mean, maybe Vig got really into uh, the prison community theater and learned and like really like improved on his dance (laughs) and his his flexibility. I I love this like enrichment avenue for these these inmates that they're like, well, you know, we're putting on cats this week. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, no, come see cats at the Berg. Oh, wait, you can't. It's underwater, but yeah. uh, yeah. that would be someone, some in, uh, some warden would be recording it to make it a viral video. Oh, you know, when course. that one prison like did the whole thriller yeah. dance. Yeah, yeah totally. oh, of course, of yeah. course, of course. Okay, so I've got our next role here, mm-hmm. Piper. Do you want it or should I take it? I'll take it. Okay, you've got Lady Luck. <gasps> okay, so your role is that you don't necessarily have any one skill that like stands out, but you are very lucky and things tend to work out for you. Except for when I was mistaken for my brother and <laughs> put into the army. Yes, everything of after <laughs> yeah. that, uh, I have been very fortunate. So it's in. like karma. It's like the cosmic balance. Interesting. Maybe that is very curious okay i think um okay when you first talked to me about lady luck i instantly thought about maybe a character who like spends a lot of time playing cards um and so i think that's a big thing is that my guy because he was very much the intellectual type he wasn't so much the criminal but he found that he could kind of blend in and maybe get the respect that he wanted once in the burg by uh getting associated within sort of the poker leagues that were happening interesting because they give their inmates cards they're allowed to do that to pass the time and we what we bet on is things you know like ramen packets and um, yeah of course exactly things like that and so i think um on top of uh being i saw that cali muscle documentary where he talks about ramen (laughs) right exactly (laughs) on top of being uh mr lady luck um he's also i think he's won so many different like items and so he's kind of like the guy that you go to if you're like hey you need a bar of soap you need a toothbrush oh i like that you can go to uh yeah you got to go to joe although his his inmate name is tweed that he goes by his tweed, last name tweed, okay yeah so you gotta go to tweed lucky I, tweed i like this evolution of his character that, yeah do you okay do you think that he is someone that is maybe he's kind of the the go-to you know because he has all these things and he wins all these you know maybe people are kind of afraid to gamble with him so maybe he's sort of the go-to dealer when people want to have you know when when different groups in the prison need to settle a dispute and they don't want to fight if they're like we got to like have a gambling match we we need like an arbitrator for something maybe they trust him because he's the person who always comes in and he can be impartial because he's used he understands the gambling he's the guy who kind of always he sees both sides but he understands how to like count the cards and stuff like that i think that's good also yes i I want him to be sort of because I I was thinking about it. I was like, so he he wasn't the like, you know, the big brawler that his twin brother was who was going to go into this army. And I was like, what is something that he like specifies in? Because I want him to be pursuing his PhD. I want him to be a, a Himalayan botanist. Um, but he is also okay. <laughs> he's just also just incredibly intelligent. So counting cards to him is just super easy. And he's like, yeah. this is something that anyone should be able to do, but no one can except for him. And so that's partially why he's so seemingly lucky is that he's just really good at like the math of the game yeah totally yeah he's yeah. just counting cards it's not luck yeah. at all but to anyone else it would seem like luck exactly yeah and that kind of like that reputation i think follows him around and so whenever something happens to him people are like ah oh, hey it's it's lucky tweed luck of the irish and he's like yes that's me and he just <laughs> decided to like yeah. roll with it so I, it's so i like that it sort of mirrors that that 
quote that we always that i always mess up that's like any magic that is sufficiently analyzed or technology that is like insufficiently understood is equivalent to magic or whatever like sure, exactly. we, we've talked about it several times on the show mm-hmm. we talked about it with ben and joe and we speak common ones i, I never remember what the exact <laughs> quote is but basically that it's like super advanced technology is viewed the same as magic yeah. because people don't understand it like someone who has a really intense understanding of statistics and the way that like card games work and stuff people would right. think that he's just insanely lucky when really he's just better at the game than them to a degree that they can't understand. Exactly. I like that. Can I add that maybe we met that way? Yes, elaborate. my character and yours, because Nimble Fingers, acrobat, caught him doing sleight of hand. Makes sense. Doing sleight of hand. (gasps) Yes. And you were like, "Uh uh-uh, cheating, but you noted it, didn't call him out on it. That's what I was going to say. Yes. And then teamed up. Yes. And took the rest of the group for money and he split it 50-50. Yeah. Okay, it's like, I love it's that. It's like quick feet and quick hands. Mm-hmm. You know, you both got... So they have yeah. that mutual trust, which will play into our later escape. One million percent, that's the scenario I was thinking. Yes. Is that love. I catch you like doing this, but I let it slide and then I find yes. you later and I'm like, I know what you did and I love it. <laughs> and we're buds. <laughs> love it. I'm Tweed. Cool. <laughs> Big fan. Nice. <laughs> okay, so I... I like this dynamic that's emerging for the two of you and it kind of makes me want to i've i've got a role for myself great but i'm not sure if i actually want to stick with this so you guys tell me what you think about it i like the acrobat lady luck dynamic i also got the acrobat oh do we think it's interesting to have you we don't think it's interesting to have two acrobats i think yeah yeah. Okay. All right. I kind of agree with that. I just wanted to know what you thought. If you thought there was like a cool, if there was room in the story for like a rival acrobat, because I, mean, I think it would fit yeah. with Cesar's kind of character that he's like a flamenco dancer and does stuff. But again, I don't know if that's the most interesting. If one of them were like a mental acrobat, that would be different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the medium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Long Island Media. Yes, oh yes. Oh my god. See, I would just went to like CBS sitcom. <laughs> okay. Like circa nine, like 2006. So here's, here's what I got and said. I got man on the outside. So maybe, yes. maybe Cesar, he was put out on parole early for good behavior or something, right? And now Cesar, he made friends with you guys inside and he says, I want to help get you out. I've got my my fiery tempo and my 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 saucy Latin disposition. I can, you know, I can charm the guards or I can, you know, I can make friends with the warden. I can do something to help give you guys an opportunity to escape. What are you thinking, Piper? Okay, so here's what I'm picturing. With what we've established with our setting of our underwater prison, the umbilical, and then the berg on top where the guards kind of like have their little community and such. I think- I'm going to melt the entire berg. <laughs> no, I think- So uh, Cesar, who has- He's gotten all this, you know- um, What is it called? When you- uh, For good time- um, Good behavior. Oh, like good behavior, behavior. exactly. Yeah, 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 for good yeah, behavior. Yeah. Um, they decide that they're going to give him like limited security privileges. This is exactly what I was thinking. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. So like um, Cesar is allowed to work up top and like do sort of like manual labor stuff oh, up on the surface. Like so exactly. He's, he's ah! Same brain. Oh my God. <laughs> so he's not he's not fully out. He's just like partially out. Exactly. Like he's, yeah, he's, got, he's up above. He's got a little bit, you know, from where he yeah. stands, he has a little bit better view than everybody else. Yeah. He's doing like maintenance. He's doing I like that. for the community up there. I like, he, like that. returns to his cell at night, which is maybe where so, he meets. 
us. It's exactly. that it's Ooh. not that he's been let go. It's just that they start to trust mm-hmm. him. They're yes. like, you're a good criminal. You've exactly. had good behavior. You're a good criminal. Uh, yes, you're yes, one yes, of the yes. good ones. Yeah. You're all right. <laughs> well, like, you haven't set a fire in like four years. You're oh fine. Totally, totally. We love you. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. That seems like kind of a false positive because there's literally nothing flammable here because it's under, everything is waterlogged with frozen ass water. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I, I love it. I think that's so great. Okay, so maybe we have to formulate a way that we all three meet. And I think what would be a scenario in which Cesar would join um, one of the weekly poker games? Maybe Cesar was like the entertainment at the poker game. Maybe that. Maybe there are like there's like the prison sanctioned poker games, right? Where it's very like formal, very regimented. The guards are guards like you know watching everything, yes. right? And then there's like sort of the off the books poker games mm-hmm. where it's you know when there's there's like a 15 minute span between lights out and bed check or whatever every night where people like kind of gather and it's like the, it's like the wild west in this place it's right like, yeah. Poker. yeah totally and they always try to hire entertainment and cesar is like the guy who shows up and like he's sort of like the ring girl right is he who just shows like, up and he, like he distributes he his tied up shirt yeah and he, <laughs> and he distributes the deck of cards right he's the person who's like the he's like a shot girl at to- a yeah. Like, yes, so exactly. Exactly. He dances through with his his spicy moves, and he distributes all of the cards because he, you know he's he he wears so little he yeah. can't hide anything. Right. That's I think how it kind of is. I think okay. Very very good. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm glad. Thank you for that delight. reaffirmation. Um, I think that maybe he's dressed like the Chiquita the Banana Girl. Lines, definitely a game. Maybe the guards are included, Ooh. and then one has to go up to like take a pee or whatever, and then you are the sit-in for that guard for like a small period oh, of yes, time. Of course. So of you're course. interacting with everyone at the table yeah. where you're like, like the second almost. Cesar, you beautiful Chiquita you banana. Why don't you beautiful. just sit and watch these criminals for a minute while I go and pee? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And while he's gone, that's when we're all like, yo, when was the last time you saw the sky? And you're just like, uh, five hours yeah. ago. <laughs> and we're like, we've got a job for you. Yeah. Like you're in on this. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I like it. I like it. So we recruit you. Cesar yeah. is Cesar's job is maybe to collect the supplies you guys need to build a you know a suit that can survive the elements or whatever. He can gather tools yeah. from up above. He can gather you know components, recycled materials, whatever mm. you guys need. So, well, you're outside yeah. and inside man. Well, exactly. Yes. With yeah. you being on the hey. surface, you could potentially. And it sounds like you've kind of. Correct me if I'm wrong. It feels like you've kind of established yourself as sort of this like, like sexy man. Yeah, yeah like, he's sort of like a he's just kind boy. of like dancing for people's pleasure. So maybe oh, I'm you just can over here screwing in a light bulb. I was gonna right? say maybe yeah. you can distract the guards up above and be like, "Look at my chicken banana lady dance," <laughs> yeah. and they'll be like, "Ooh, there goes Cesar." I'm gonna definitely look at I, him for five hours. <laughs> I want. <laughs> I want every time Cesar enters a room. I want either let's hear it for the boys to come on. <gasps> Or or that song, that song that's like, come on, move your body, baby, do yes! that conga. Yeah, that, that that one or whatever. I, one of those two songs has to play every time that Cesar enters a room, baby. It, it's just got to be like party mode. As that's soon very as soon as Cesar walks in a room, it's like someone turned on the disco lights. Yeah. is pretty much what it has to be. Okay, yeah. I love that. I have to say, I'm picturing Frank Azaria's character from The Birdcage. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The like. <laughs> okay. A really negative Somewhat stereotype. Problematic movie. <laughs> it's extremely problematic. But it's very it's not good, but that's what's coming to mind. Um. Okay. I love I, Frank Azaria so much. I, I, Hank, Frank Hank Azaria. Hank, 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 Hank Azaria. Sorry. Hank Azaria. If Hank Azaria. I said Frank yeah. first, that's my yes, fault. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
and you fed off of me because uh, we're buddies. Because we're it's fine. I'll cut that out. I won't. I won't cut it out. I'll, that's going to be the title of the <laughs> show. Is remember that time when Maya and Piper said Frank Azaria? Yeah, what a couple when we of idiots! Up so hard no, that just it say was like Frank Azaria. No, Hank. Hank. Hank, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Yeah. Yeah. Hank Azaria. Hank. Anyway. Can't anyway. So good. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yes, Sam. Please. Anytime I walk in the room, one of those two songs plays. Mm. No one knows. Fifty-fifty shot. Uh, either way, it's a good time. Mm. Either way, I think People I can I can give you guys a window to do your whatever whatever dirty work you all got to do. I feel like yeah. you so, could definitely like seduce a guard and slip his little badge, like his key pass off, okay. to like activate you know the elevator mm-hmm. up the umbilical so that we could get up when Absolutely. we need to. So let's let's talk about then. Is that part of the plan? Like I think between the three of us, right? Mm-hmm. We we all three want to escape. One, are we bringing anyone else with us? No. Okay, no. just we're the only three that are trustworthy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. can't trust anyone. What is the the plan then? How are we escaping? So how do we one? How do we get to the top of the berg? Mm-hmm. Yes. Two. How do we address the cold? Three. How do we address the the like water based isolation? Yes. All right. So we need to use um your acrobatic skills, my luck and ability to uh, like acquire things, and then Sam's. What is your Cesar's ability? Well, Cesar is the man on the outside slash yeah. man on the inside. So gotcha. like I'm the person that we've also kind of, of gets all the supplies and stuff. Well, we've also secondhand established yourself as like the sexy decoy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sort of I'm sort of the honeypot. I'm sort of the face. I'm sort it. of the man on the outside. You've got you're man, man, many, yeah. man of many yeah. talents. Yeah, um, totally. Okay, cool. I think. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> think Piper. Think Piper. I try to stitch this all together. Um, you Let's, should make okay. a note of that for the cut. Yeah. <laughs> I have a slight idea. Okay, tell us. And it would be that um, Sweet Cesar has to go pick up someone's dry cleaning. Okay. It is their uniform. This is a classic start. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We'd go classic and then we go wild. Okay. Nice. So, <laughs> Piper, your character is Lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's your character's name? Uh, we go. I go by Tweed, but I'm Joe, Joe Tweed. I was gonna Joe say Tweed. Tassel entirely wrong. Tweed, tassel. Hey. No, Tassel's what they tassel call. Tassel is my uh, is my name yeah, by yeah. night. Hey, I go by Tassel. You can't steal my drag name, Tassel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'm Tweed. Tweed and Tassel. Okay. Tweed receives the parcel. Okay, the parcel. Drag cleaning. A lot of people receive a lot of parcels mm, when uh, when yes, Cesar shows do. up. But, yeah. Um. And then when, like, mail comes around, because uh, Vig is so, in like, unassuming looking. Yeah, totally. Like, can totally. blend into anything. Wears the uniform. Kit gets keys. Like, ugh, I forgot my keys, guys. Like, gets you out. Nice. And then they have to travel up to find Cesar. Very cool. Yes. Okay, yeah. I feel like your acrobatic skills need to be, come it, into play yes. during the elevator scene because there's always Absolutely. a scene in these kind of like breakouts where like we have to get up on top of um, the elevator yes. and yes. you have to like do some sort of like cool. <laughs> you're hiding like, like a Spider Man in the corner. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe you're yeah, like absolutely. spread eagle on the ceiling of the elevator and you're like, no one will see me up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty good. And okay, here's the thing. Here's Ooh. what I'm picturing. Okay, you are spread eagle. So, um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> if spread eagle that's spread eagle that's Pic- where we picture it, it listeners <laughs> oh um, no no okay here's what i'm picturing i'm picturing that uh chica banana gives us one <laughs> uniform that's all he could get from the dry yeah. cleaning and you all have to wear it together no <laughs> no he managed to smuggle us one uniform so i think um tweed is the one wearing the uniform okay and i think 
your person is the one who Flippity is flopping through who's the- like up pinned yes. on the on the elevator and so tweed needs to distract whoever else is in the elevator with me um yes. w- using my luck and my smarts to kind of like beguile them until we get up to the surface yeah. of the berg i like it and then we all three get together and then we plan our escape we make and, our escape okay from there. what how did you get to the elevator though like um, how, how did you get to because that's i think probably the more mm-hmm. important part of it right like the elevator is your escape like vessel but what did you do to create that sort of window to do that so i think i'm trying to go off of like what i talked about with his combination of sort of luck but also it's actually all about like his mathematician his smartness the way he like kind of sees patterns and things i think um he i think what tweed does is that he he recognizes he for like weeks he studies the patterns of the guards coming and going to the umbilical and he recognizes he identifies like the weak link in the chain and he says, this is the one that we target. And I think we maybe invite that guy to our poker game. Oh. Yes. Very good. And so good. he sits oh. in on the poker game. We beat him. And we also then physically beat him. Oh, no. <laughs> I, no. No, 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 no. And we Here's, take his uniform. What, what, if, what if you did this and said, you, you invite him to the poker game. You, I think maybe you build up this poker game to be like the it's the ultimate like guards versus inmates like it's sort of a exhibition show and you get him set up like it's this incredible game that his reputation Mm -hmm. is at stake and you have him against essentially like a patsy you just position someone and then while he's you know on duty engaged in this game that he's not supposed to be a part of you guys slip out the back door or maybe this is part of it. Maybe part of the bet, because he's like, you guys don't have any money. What are we betting for? And so maybe we together, we're like, we're betting for the chance for you to take us to the surface just to see the sky because we haven't seen it in years. That's not bad. And you can keep us handcuffed mm-hmm. and we just want to see it when okay. we're done. Mm-hmm. You take us back down. Okay. And so he's I like, like that. so I think we win the game. He takes us up the umbilical and we get to see the sky. But that's when uh, Chica Banana Lady. <laughs> Chiqui- First up, it's Chiquita Banana. Chica, yeah, Chica, Chica Banana, Banana is, is my drag right. name. Yeah. Chica Banana is my drag name. Lady Banana. <laughs> Lady Banana. Oh my That's goodness. when you come out of the shadows with like a pipe wrench and hit him over the head and then we make mm-hmm. our escape. Perfect. Wonderful. I love it. It's flawless. I, it's I, flawless. I also do like the idea of like your sort of mathematical analysis of the situation that you can sort of say, I know the exact, you know, everybody has to have a guy who does the research, right? Mm-hmm. You have to say yes. the guard stands at this position for 53 seconds every night and then they go on break for 12 minutes and then they stand in this position here and then they look at this way, you know, the cameras are blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Yeah. They have this whole sort of setup and understanding of the inner workings of this machine. Well, I think right? that's what he would do is he would be kind of like the sitcom numbers. Um, he'd be like, there's a pattern to everything. <laughs> like you think there's a choice, but actually like everything moves in a synchronized motion and I can find, I can track those motions. Emotions. Um, I also yeah. feel like there has to be a lot. Li- if this is a movie, which it is, um, it, there needs to be a, like a line in the film in which you know we're kind of building our team and we're trying to all justify why we should be part of this. I think my guy, if questioned, Tweed would say he's like, "I'm a deserter. I'm really good at running away." Whoa. And like that would be like the thing about like oh my God. getting out of that this would prison. Be your poster for the oh, oh gosh, totally yeah. I just got like misty. That was great. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Oh He's my like, If anyone can run away from the situation, it's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what are we? Some kind of group of prisoner squad. <laughs> Nice. Oh my god. Okay, so now the big question is, we're on the surface. Yeah. We've knocked out the guard. We need to get our hands on a boat or a helicopter or something. I feel like Cesar has been collecting 
like errant pieces of sheet metal for months and <laughs> assembling a boat made a out boat? Of, yeah just building. welding yeah. how, how like yes. <laughs> you're an arsonist can you like use your yeah. fire to yeah, weld I, everything I think exactly i think i okay. think maybe that was how he maybe when he was younger he was kind of like a blue collar worker and he did some work with welding and that was where he first got a taste for the flame can i ask you a question uh, how old is please. he Ooh, 73. Oh, <laughs> this whole time. Why does he seduce people when he's so old? Oh, come on. Don't he's... try and act like there's not a 73-year-old. Piper, how old is Tweed? Uh, I think Tweed is like <laughs> a good 24. 24, 24, or 24, 35, and 73? I don't think he's 73, yeah, no. I, I wow. think he's like... Fix that. I think he's like a, he's like a mean 50. Oh, 50's yeah, I, good. I think he's in okay. that perfect like silver fox er, age. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, <laughs> he can still like very much tempt many people. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. We're into fifty year olds. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, but he has a lot of life experience, right? Like, yeah. He's lived as a welder. He's lived as an accountant by day. He's lived <laughs> as a flamenco dancer by night. By Berg. By Berg. By Berg. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I I think he he wears a lot of hats. So oh, yes. Uh, Metaphorical or physical or both. All of the above. Ooh, obviously, yes. always, constantly. I love it. <laughs> I feel like we need a bigger part for your acrobatic role. Yeah. What is something an acrobat could do once on the surface of an iceberg? Um, <laughs> leap across the ice to get us to uh, the ship that we need? I feel like you can just yeah. walk, so I don't know if that's a thing. You know but what? what if the ice is breaking? M- oh. Maybe like maybe during the winter, mm-hmm. the ice is so it's like super. It's craggy and frozen. It's a bunch of yeah. ice chunks. Yeah. So you have to, you have to, you know, like when expeditions to Antarctica, like in the early 1900s, or whatever, they'd have to get guys who'd go out and like smash the ice and the boats yeah. can go through. Maybe you like skip ahead and you find the weak spots in the ice because you're so light and on your feet. Them. Yeah. You can like, you can jump on the thin ice and not fall through. Yeah. Because you're so lithe, lithe yeah, and slender. Lithe. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Okay. That's wait. not bad. Yeah. This brings good. to mind a very interesting kind oh. of time sensitive element to our escape is that maybe we know that it's impossible that we can get our hands on a boat or a helicopter. Helicopter, and we're like, there is very small window of time in the year when an, a natural ice bridge forms mm. between oh. the berg and the mainland. And we oh. cross with all the polar bears and the penguins. Well, exactly. That's the thing. So maybe, <laughs> yes, you could definitely be our, our scout and you would go ahead mm-hmm. and you would track the, the plots of land in which we have to follow. And it'd be kind of then almost sort of like a Mad Max sort of a thing, yeah. like Fury Road, where it's like we're all like our enemy is always one step behind us and we can always hear them like in the distance playing their rock and roll as they come after us Pretty as good. we escape on the land bridge. Pretty good. I like that. And then, yeah. you know, it's like maybe we would plan it so that it's late in that time of year so it melts behind us. So as we're walking <gasps> away, it's, it's breaking apart. Yeah. Idea, idea, idea. Okay. So we per- we plan the perfect time, just as you said. Yes, it's yes. it's late and said. the things are melting. So the last person to cross the land bridge has to be your guy, Sam, because guess what? He's going to light a match and he's going to melt it oh. all Oh, yes, of course. I went in with the arson and I came out with the arson. Right, you make yes. this big explosion and it's like the of end course. and you burn away the bridge and they can't follow us. Yes, as above, so below or Ooh, something. Yeah, beautiful. Totally, totally. Does that phrase apply? I think no, so. It sounded bad. But it's fine. Though. It sounds like, let's go with it. <laughs> it should be as below, so above because, mm-hmm. you know, we were below and then we took the umbilical up and now we're at the top of the berg. Uh-huh. Right? I like yeah. it. I don't it know. Let's That's pretend fine. it works. Sure. Thank you for indulging that, I That's guess. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, let's contextualize this really quick too, actually, in terms of like, I mean, 
this is more or less a D&D podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we all, right? Like, I, I think Cesar is definitely the bard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, a, that makes sense with your dancing. And yeah, your there's a musical oh, and a yeah. performative yeah. aspect. I feel like um, v, uh, Vig, Vig is yeah. like the rogue, right? Oh, You're 100%. Kind of the, yeah, yeah. Um, As is my way. I'm always the rogue. My nice. A burglar, too, yeah, right? And exactly. like, yeah, all that. Um, what is Joe? I mean, oh, that's a good question because I'm sort of, I mean, the usual intellectual role within a D&D party would be sort of the pal, no, the cleric, wouldn't it? Maybe. Typically? Well, no, I I think like if we're talking about intelligence-driven characters, you're looking at like a wizard or a, or a, mm. or like a warlock or, well, warlocks are charisma-based. A wizard is pretty much like the intelligence plus character, but you also definitely see that role in a rogue, sometimes in a bard, sometimes okay. even in like a fighter or something. I think that's more like leadership role than it is class-based role. Right. Um, so I don't know. I feel like, um, you could uh, fit into a Joe couple Tweed of different could be a lot of different positions. things. Yeah. Um, I feel like definitely he is, he's, very uh a small framed man who does yeah. not is not ready for a fight yeah um well so. and when i hear luck i definitely think more rogue or bard okay so yeah. like you know have if we were to talk about a party that's like two rogues and a bard or two really? bards and a rogue wizard. Or i don't you think know wizard is luck yeah. based and actually they create of, their own luck well exactly that's and that sort fair. of fits well with sort of what we were talking about before where it's like well my guy uses like math and logic but mm-hmm. to, people who aren't that smart they think wow this is incredibly lucky so many people would interpret it as they magic. would see it as magic yeah exactly okay so i guess i'm a wizard bard rogue wizard that's hey, a cool party composition what I a like nice that. party i like it's it it's very oh, nice man. it's a party i would well rounded yeah uh that's really cool i i think so now what i would maybe want to challenge our listeners to do is now that we've sort of you know we've built this story in a contemporary setting right um I would be very curious to hear how our listeners would recontextualize this into a fantasy setting or a sci-fi setting or, you know, any other setting that you find to be really interesting or relevant to the games that you're creating or the stories that you're telling. Um, I, I always think it's really fun to hear what our listeners can do with the bullshit that we create. So <laughs> please uh, get at us about that. If, if you have any, you know, kind of conclusions to this uh, story, what happens when we burn this literal bridge uh, and and make it back to the mainland are we awaited by you know fantasy interpol or something what's going on also we need to talk about we said that we were going to say for the very end um did our characters actually convict the crimes that they were committed for oh yeah um my guy definitely ran away that's true yeah you so i yeah (laughs) i am well because yes i like my backstory that i was mistaken for my twin brother and I was like, this is not my fight. I'm not doing this. And mm-hmm. he ran away and yeah. was thrown into the berg. Totally. I, I would also say Cesar definitely committed the crime. So he just, it's too, it parallels his personality yeah. too perfectly. Mm-hmm. His his passion and his energy is just mm-hmm. so fiery. Like, mm-hmm. he, he can't help himself. Yeah. I'm going to say Vig thinks he didn't commit the crime. Mm-hmm. He definitely did by any sort of law. Oh. But the photograph that he stole from this place, like the university or mm-hmm. whatever he got yeah. uh, arrested at, was from one of his ancestors, so he does not believe it was actually a crime. Nice. Oh, okay. interesting. Yeah. If you asked him, he'd say, I am innocent. Because but everyone else would say, you're familial. guilty. Familial, yeah. That's nice. a really cool justification. Yeah. I like that. I like Thank that. you. Well, we've talked about this many times that like the best villains are the villains that believe what they're doing is right. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. 
he knows he's not a great guy but that's what he yeah yeah well that's not too dissimilar from uh same with uh joe tweed is that he's like i wasn't supposed to be here in the first place like it's a case of mistaken identity i had every right to leave yeah so i think that's really cool Cool. yeah and your guy is just like i love fire guys i just i just (laughs) i love fire i love romance i love flamenco dance i love to seduce everyone and everything i love tying my shirt in knots yes yes (laughs) Sure. Yeah, he ties it up into a big on my head. Yeah, exactly. I I like it all. Nice. I like it all. Okay, so I think this is a good stopping point for the story. I think we've created a great foundation uh, with thousands, millions, countless options for our listeners to to take and explore. I encourage everyone to uh, do a session within the Berg setting. I think (laughs) it's very cool. I I honestly think the Berg is the most interesting thing that we've established here. More interesting than any of these characters. I think the the Berg is a really, really cool place. It's an awesome Um, underwater ice prison. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. Thank Thank you, you. Maya. (laughs) This is why we bring you back. It it does have sort of like a heaven and hell kind of like Dante-esque aspect to it, which is really, really interesting. And yeah, There's I think many that's so levels and many depths. Yes, for sure. For <laughs> sure. So cool. So um, on that note, yes, if you want to give us your feedback on these creations, please reach out to us on Twitter at WorldForgePod at Twitter.com. Send us an email at WorldForgePod at gmail.com. Reach out to Maya yes. at OfroCute yes. uh, on Twitter. Uh, let us know what you do with these. If you want to just like fuck these up, uh, we would love to hear all about it. Yeah. Um, Tell us what happens that's, next. That's always really exciting for us. So, mm-hmm. so I think on that note, this is a good time to move on to the next section of the show. We can just hop over into the the, you know, the rec room here. Uh, just open yeah. up the, open up the yeah. door and step right into my rec room and make Ooh. some recommendations of some other really really cool sources of inspiration and uh, just I don't know cool stuff that's out there yeah. for our listeners to take a look at. Um, Maya, what, didn't you have something for yeah. this section? Did you have something? Uh, not really. Oh, no. <laughs> Way to put her did. on the spot. That's okay. I'm here to save the day. Please. I've got something. We're going to talk about Chicken Run, you chicken guys. Run, we talked about yes, this earlier. Oh, my God. Uh, we talked earlier about how Chicken Run is like the forgotten jailbreak movie that uh, we just somehow so uh, criminally didn't. We're the criminals this episode for not mentioning Chicken Run oh, my God. Uh, at the top of the episode. Uh, Mel Gibson. His finest hour, mm-hmm. honestly. God, such a good voice actor. When yeah. you don't have to look at his face and remember all the bad things he did, yes. you can just hear yeah. his voice and you're like, what if this was a it's good true. guy? This would be nice. I love to watch Chicken Run and pretend it was like a Jude Law or something mm-hmm. instead. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to assume Jude Law's never done anything problematic in his career. I have no idea. Probably not. I don't know. I have to say, the okay, so I have only seen Chicken Run maybe a couple of times. One was in theaters. Um, my biggest memory of Chicken Run is honestly going to McDonald's and getting the toy for the movie. Um, but I saw, I encountered Chicken Run many times in my young life because I owned a VHS of uh, The Prince of Egypt, personally one of my all-time favorite. Was there a preview for Chicken Run? Yes, because they were both DreamWorks films. Yes, so every time I wanted to watch The Prince of, of Egypt on uh, VHS, I always got to watch a trailer for chicken run and el dorado um right. so yeah great that's all that's what i have well to say. if you want to build an awesome heist with a bunch of weird stupid claymation rube goldberg ass <laughs> machines chicken run is a great you know kind of stepping off point yeah, yeah, i yeah. think for that yeah you'll see a lot of like weird gravy chicken pot pie machines or whatever mm-hmm. isn't it rose yeah. from titanic is the main chicken lady no ah. kate winslet is no. it kate winslet 
No, I don't okay. think so. Oh, thanks. I, I thought it was, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, call in, listeners, uh, and tell us at 555-123-CHICKEN <laughs> uh, is our phone number. The, the hotlines are open now. Let us know. Piper's pulling up the IMDb. Yeah, please. Uh, to prove herself wrong, <laughs> I, I think. Was, uh, I don't really know. Chicken Run. Thomas. Mel Gibson. Julia. Julia Swaha. Swalha. Yep. No. Not, uh, <laughs> not uh, Kate Winslet, so... Interesting. I thought yeah. it was Maggie Thompson, so I'm extremely wrong. Well, I don't even know if that's like a person. So oh, oh, it's got, uh, it's got, um, what's her name? Umbridge is in it. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. So there you and go. Uh, Wormtail. Wormtail. Yeah, okay. Oh. A lot of Harry Potter alums here, so hey, very perfect for having Maya uh, Park in the show. Anyway, uh, it's very fun for our listeners when we look things up on IMDb on the air. Uh, beyond Chicken <laughs> Run, I have some other recommendations for us here. So, uh, one I want to recommend uh, a really cool kind of recent collaborator of ours. That's uh, Greg Quinnell on Twitter. That's at Gregzilla zero one G R E G Gregzilla Z I L L A zero one. Uh, he has done some really really awesome work um for us recently. We were just kind of casually talking about uh. I don't even remember what it was. We were talking about sushi somehow, and he... No, he, he gave you a prompt. He's like, tell me any sushi, and I will make a monster for it. We were talking about something else that led into this, but then he offered to make a, a creature for us. He offered to stat... He said, just, I'll stat block anything, and we've been talking about sushi, and he said, name me a sushi, and I'll stat block mm -hmm. it for you. And he made, like, a sushi god. Uh, I told him I like tempura, and he was like, tempura, the, the cuttlefish <laughs> god of Egypt. And he does a lot of really, really cool work. He's got uh, a coffee and a Patreon, uh, and he's working on some really exciting projects now, if you want to see. He... Um, uh, has kind of the ambitious goal of like creating something new every single day, which I think is something that as writers or DMs or role players or you know storytellers of any kind is a really great thing to aspire to, just to sort of keep those those juices flowing. Um, you know, never let it stop. Uh, it's <laughs> it's gross. You gotta just Ew. just once you once you. Once you tap the keg, you never plug it uh, up again. Okay. Just it's got to oh, flow out okay. forever, no, right? No, but you got yeah. you got to right? let it restore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. So you need that creative refractory period, I suppose. But oh um, if you want to take a break and let you know somebody else take the reins of creation for a while, you could do worse than checking out Greg's uh, Twitter page. He's got a lot of really cool stuff that he's posting up there. So again, that's at Gregzilla zero one. Uh, another thing that i want to recommend here really quick uh just talking about chicken run got me thinking about I was gonna say at chicken run <laughs> at chicken run .com. <laughs> no another podcast that i really we've been enjoying a lot lately is the dragon wings podcast that's uh at dragon wings pod on twitter um they're a lot of fun uh it's a really goofy silly actual play podcast about uh, a group of adventurers that finds a magical chicken that produces endless chicken wings Ooh. and they go on a quest for the ultimate dry rub and get into all kinds of of crazy nonsense on the way and they have a really interesting format they have this sort of reality tv show kind of talking head uh, little interview section so they'll have an experience and then all their characters will say you know when i met this guy i didn't really think he was much but now i think we're best friends like they have these sort of little asides that are really really fun they have great production um they're a lot of fun um so if you're looking for a new actual play uh if you are looking for some inspiration for kind of your storytelling creative stuff if you're looking for, a, for a silly movie to watch yeah, yeah vhs's you've got some options here chicken so run. <laughs> chicken run dragon wings pods uh, dragon wings dragon wings pod and gregzilla those are our three recommendations this week uh and that i think 
is about all we have. That's about that. For you. So, so if you, you know. find yourself entrapped in a prison, uh, miles beneath the sea, uh, beneath an umbilical cord and an iceberg, um, I hope at least you get to, you know, to listen to this podcast and uh, we can get you through those long, cold nights. Yeah. On that eight hour journey from the bottom of the berg up the umbilical to the top. Oh my gosh. So you don't decompress. You've well, got something to do. Yeah. yeah. Don't get the bends. Do not get the bends ever. Uh, Maya, before we go, do you want to just tell us again where people can find you if they want to? If they want to stalk you or creep on you or spy on you or make you feel uncomfortable on social media in any way whatsoever. I would whatsoever. love it. Yeah. <laughs> I would love it. What a day for me. Yeah. Um, it is Ofrocute, O-H-F-R-O-C-U-T-E on basically everything. Uh, yeah. I'm sad girl and weirdo content please get at me yeah sad girls in the midwest yeah. who doesn't love that yeah I know, right? painfully adorable and painfully adorable way too hot very... for her own good oh my gosh oh, you're welcome you. i mean like a cute sailor i was gonna say i am like a cute we started by saying time. that you look like a henchman for the penguin uh in the adam west show but um <laughs> you said that i did not say that i said that but it's also the most fuckable henchman ever so Thank you i think i you're look welcome. like flapjack but i love this comparison. is is p cute Oh. Anyway, uh, that's where you can find Maya. Uh, we're going to leave you with that <laughs> that image, I think, tonight is, is fuckable flapjack. Oh, no. Thank you so much, <laughs> listeners, for coming back. Uh, I'm sorry for all of this. We'll see you again next week with another exciting, fun topic. Yeah, bye. Good, goodbye. Bye.